0: Welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, a place where we talk about the power of love and its creative expression in our lives. We talk about all things related to growth, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Hello and welcome to episode 69, Falling in Love with Authenticity. Kameny Wood is the founder and CEO of Live Joy Your Way and the Authentic Me Rise Up program. An international best-selling author, Kamini is driven to support both high-performing teens and adults heal the relationships with themselves and to stop outsourcing their self-worth. After working together, her clients have healthier relationships and in a position to define their version of success and happiness. Kamini is a certified professional life coach, She says she messes the way people think in order to help them gain clarity and deep self-acceptance to move forward professionally and personally. In today's episode, we talk about all things love and how that really has a deep connection with your true self. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. Today I have a guest, Kamini, is that correct? That's correct. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm excited to talk to you and learn about who you are and the work that you do in the world. Thank you so much for being here again. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So I always start out the podcast talking about what your how you fell in love with you What's your journey of self-love and how you've used your experience to create a business a work mm-hmm. a career that you are now offering to the world as your act of service
1: well first i love that question uh and also i would say my answer includes i'm still on the journey i think for me it's an ever-evolving journey of continuing to learn how to love oneself um for me personally. I grew up as uh, the daughter of immigrant parents. I grew up in a small town in Connecticut. Uh, So being of Indian descent in a predominantly white town uh, with a name like comedy stuck out. Um, So for me personally, it was uh, years of trying to fit in, trying to fit in in different ways. I didn't want to be a burden to my parents. And I also wanted to figure out how I could be one of the crowd Uh, growing up, like I said, in a predominantly white, white town. Um, So I ended up learning how to people please and learning how to be the good girl and, you know, kind of became a perfectionist, if you will. Uh, I think it was already in my personality trait, but it was magnified through my experiences. And I have no um, ill will or frustrations about any of that because truthfully, that's what led me on this path and journey because as I grew up and went into adulthood, I then became a mother and I actually have five children. They range from eight to 20. Um, And it was through my children and watching them start to emulate those people-pleasing behaviors and perfectionist type behaviors that caused the, I would say that they were my catalyst to sort of do that self-reflection and, and start asking those curious questions about, you know, what is the reason behind me showing up in that way. And is this really what I want to demonstrate to my children? So that was sort of the journey of of set me off on my self-transformation in, in, you know, in chorus with that work, I was already in the business world, working with individuals on, I've always been drawn to helping people find their best self. So you take that and you take my own personal transformation. And that's kind of how I ended up on The path that I'm on now. Um, but it was through that process that I realized that first of all, self-love is not selfish, which I think there is a myth out there that it's like, it's a selfish thing to do. So I really dispelled that for myself, really understood that self-love meant, uh, being okay with presencing my own feelings and needs and not, um, thinking that I had to forego those in deference to other people's happiness, that it was actually, a uh, self full practice to know what I need and what I want and being able to communicate that to others because through that I could have healthier relationships. So I would say that, you know, I am still on that journey. I think I will continue to be on a journey of self-love forever until the end of me.
0: Right. <laughs> um.
1: But, but that's sort of in a nutshell, kind of how I, how I ended up on this pathway.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. It's in that people pleasing one is an intense um, catalyst for a lot of people, like the perfectionists, like wanting to fit in, wanting to find a path that feels accepting mm-hmm. and looking for love outside of yourself, which is never perfect. It's never gonna be perfect. It feels like the, to strive for perfection is kind of going down a, a bottomless pit because it never sure. feels good enough because you never feel good enough. Right. And that's like the main healing is to know that you are worthy and that you are enough. And it's, it's not an easy place to land. It takes a lot of work to get there. And mm-hmm. it's important to have coaches and mentors and teachers and people to help support you because I find when you are working with someone, they can see your potential when you can't see it yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you provide that mirror for your clients and so what are some of the, I mean without sharing your trademark secrets, um, <laughs> what, what are some of the things that you um, encourage your clients to work on to find their worthiness and their enoughness?
1: Well, I always say that awareness is the doorway to change, right? So, really, the the work starts with becoming aware of certain false beliefs that are there, and it's not to come at it to judge it or to uh, put it down or to say I've messed up. It's literally to become aware of it, so that then you can start. Um, well, then it becomes you, you're aware of it. We go into acceptance and acknowledgement, and then it's aligned action. Without finding what the false beliefs are. And what I mean by those are that I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy, or I'm unlovable. Um, I I'm always going to be alone, whatever the false belief may be. It's really important to become aware of that because only after awareness, can we start taking aligned action and making new commitments to ourselves to move from that place into what's actually true about ourselves in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So with the awareness, which is, you know, something a lot of people say, like, you know, you have to have awareness around whatever the false beliefs are. And then there's the emotional component, like the emotional feeling bad and sad and Mm -hmm. having all of those things. And I've always find that action kind of helps to move your emotional space um, Mm -hmm. and journaling and meditating and all those good things that people all suggest, but sometimes it works, sometimes they don't, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or sometimes they they work for a little bit and you have to switch it up. But in your experience, what are one of the ways that you tell people or advise people to help move their emotional self or their emotional body into a different state of um, positivity?
1: Well, first and foremost, it's to embrace the emotion, right? Because I think a lot of us will try to suppress it or kind of we, we, we want to say this is a negative emotion. This is a positive emotion. So we'll pay attention to the positive ones, but we ignore the negative ones. And I challenge my clients to just recognize emotions are just emotions across the board. So it is about embracing whatever that is because it has some type of message. And from that message, we ask that question of what is this telling me I need? And when we can set, when we can actually answer that question, that's when we can figure out what action to take. So to your point, sometimes if the need is, um, connection, we figure out ways to take action, to connect, not just to ourselves, but maybe to those people that are our support system. If the action or the need is, um, being able to somehow, you know, we need to validate ourselves. Maybe we do it. Do we do use journaling as a process to your point though, sometimes things will work for a little bit and then we have to shift it. And it's giving ourselves the grace and permission to, to shift it and change it as we need it, because the truth is we want to be growing. So as we're starting to evolve through this process, what worked for us a month ago may not work for us anymore. Sometimes it's, I just need to be more physically active. I need to actually move my body and be able to expend the energy or like, for instance, anger, anger. A lot of people, want to shy away from anger generally means that we're needing something deeper than that. Usually behind anger is fear or sadness or frustration or loneliness. Sometimes Uh, there's a whole slew of emotions that happen or are underneath the anger. And sometimes physical activity is the thing we need to do. So it really is. There's not a prescriptive way that I can give each and every person. It's about coming into the ability to understand Yourself and what it is that you're feeling, and then what it is that you're needing. And when those two questions are asked and answered, you can figure out what aligned action you want to take.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that kind of falls into the intuition, like being able to listen to your body, your mind, your heart, mm-hmm. and finding that place where you can tune in. And that's always um, challenging in our go, 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 go world. Mm-hmm. And if you're always striving and moving forward and in this. What in you know, in Chinese medicine, we call yang energy, where you just go, 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 go yep. that yep. masculine energy. Um, then you don't have time to listen and to mm-hmm. hear. And I'm always encouraging, mm-hmm. especially, especially women, to fall into their feminine femininity yes. into that quiet space to be able to listen. And men have femininity too, we all have yep. both, yep. But that's the energy that really is the receptive, the quiet, the yin time mm-hmm. you know the night time mm-hmm. that's like when you really can start to tune in yes Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah you know something that as you were talking something that popped into my head was I was working with an individual and she was very um she pushed back a lot I don't have time for that mm-hmm. and the truth is if we don't make time for it we don't ever get to re-engage with it yeah and then what what really can shift
0: right And it's amazing how much work you can get done if you incorporate rest. Like, it's really funny. Like I've noticed that, I mean, you can rest too much, right? You can go too far. Sure. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But there is something to be said. If you find that right balance of rest, you become way more productive. Absolutely. And also inspiration and creativity come in those quiet spaces. Like you can't, Mm -hmm. at least I personally can't get to my creative moments where I'm just like, have those genius ideas if I don't have quiet space or restfulness and my nervous system's calmed down and I could listen, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If like, it just doesn't happen otherwise. Like, I mean, this podcast came to me right when I woke up one morning. Like I was getting out of bed and it was like Infinite Love Podcast. I was like, what, what?
1: What is that? Yeah. I was just like, but, what do you mean? What is that? Yeah. yeah. And it was that creative space having had the the ability to, to be heard really is what that comes down to. Because when we are in that go, 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 we are kind of in that stress response state, right? And our right. creative spaces and our minds shut down because we're just kind of surviving at that point. And so it is really important. And, and as a high achiever, one of my things that I struggled with for quite some time was it's okay to rest. It's okay to have quiet moments because those quiet moments are what actually will encourage you to be more productive.
0: Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I mean, a mother of five kids, that must have, that must be, <laughs> you get five minutes alone. You're like, oh my God, five minutes is like five hours. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like I commend anyone that has more than one child because kids are a lot of energy energy.
1: (laughs) they are except i will say you know i'll say i have five kids the truth is like i said my oldest is 20 and my youngest is eight so i'm not rearing five really tiny kids all at the same time they've been they've been spread out in age so i will i will add that little caveat in
0: (laughs) still still you pushed you pushed out you gave birth to all five i did i did girl that's a medal you got a (laughs) medal that's like you got you were pregnant five times and you pushed out five babies. You, did you breastfeed? Let's. I lot. did, I did.
1: So I will. Th- I, thank you. I accept the medal. <laughs> yeah. No. It's like
0: I work with pregnant moms all the time. It is not easy being pregnant. It's not. It's not. Our bodies not. go through so much, and it's a, uh, it's a miracle the whole procedure from getting pregnant, staying pregnant, giving birth, rearing these crazy kids. Like, it's a lot.
1: It's a lot. It is. Absolutely. So,
0: uh, yeah. And I feel like moms have, have it tough, especially during COVID where a lot of moms had to, you know, stay at home, Mm -hmm. leave their jobs and to manage Mm -hmm. it all is, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean,
1: COVID was an interesting time because it, threw me into, uh, managing my own work business, um, making sure I was showing up for my clients and also, you know, homes, suddenly I was homeschooling and that I, I freely admit it was a lot. It was a lot. And, um, just having the ability to be grateful for what did work well and also giving myself grace for, I just showed up and did the best I could. And that was actually perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, so many, so many of my clients were like, my kids just going to have to repeat a year. I just don't know what else to do. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well,
1: Hey, they're going to be okay. That, be was the, that, that was they'll the, that was the mantra is like, my kids are going to be fine. There's actually nothing to fear here. It's going to be okay. No matter what it is, whether it's repeating a year, you know, needing to, get a little extra help it doesn't it's going to be okay it's going to be okay
0: yeah and i it was one of these moments where i felt like if teachers really wanted to push for a raise they could have probably got it because <laughs> i felt like everyone was appreciative of teachers in the last couple of years and, oh you know, yeah i, I never I mean i don't have kids but i definitely realized how important going to school was for parents because it's really mm-hmm. daycare or child care mm-hmm. and yeah. i didn't think about it because you know you're a kid you're like i just want to go to school and it's like really that was like you were being taken care of for eight hours of day <laughs> <laughs> yes you're being yes. fed you're being like <laughs> i just didn't appreciate it and i could understand like why my mom was like you can't miss school <laughs> <laughs> because she right? had, because she had to work. And, she
1: had to, go to work, <laughs> right?
0: And I was like, yeah, that's um, it's real. Like, be, yeah. going to school is a big deal. It's 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 a it's an important part of society. Being able to have those moments to mm-hmm. yourself as an adult to do other in, endeavors and to live the life you want to live, but it does create a certain level of um, balancing at all. Sure. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of your clients are in that space of like. High achievers, moms, wives, you know, partners is a lot of um, balls to really balance. And the most important is yourself.
1: Absolutely. That's the one thing that I always come back to is that the relationship we have with ourselves is the most important one we have. And that was really my learning process and journey was, wow, the relationship I have with me, again, we go back to this isn't selfish. It's completely selfful act. Because when we do that, then we can have these healthier relationships with others. We can have deeper, emotional, intimate relationships with others. Um, You know, we connect to our kids on a deeper level. We connect to our partner on a deeper level. We connect to our teammates and our, you know, mentors at work, our supervisors on a deeper level because we're not, we know who we are and we know the value that we bring to the table. And that's not in question. We're not trying to fill it up from some external source.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting how that's an emotion that every single human goes through. It's like we have these basic emotions, and I feel like the not worthy, not feeling good enough is a story that almost everyone has at a certain point in their life where they feel Mm -hmm. like they're not good enough. The imposter syndrome, yes, it all kind of falls into the same category of not feeling like i'm not x y and z to be able to do x y and z and the difference between all super successful people and the ones that aren't they just go for it regardless of what they're feeling at least in my opinion like the ones that i've talked to they're like they just go for it they're like okay i'm i'm just gonna go for it and i'm like that's amazing they just overrode that program of Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i'm not enough and started to fill themselves up with self-love and Mm-hmm. All the things that you can do to start to fill up your own cup so you're not getting it from other people.
1: From other people. Yeah, my oldest is a professional ballerina. And um, she, I mean, she really had to work on that because that that industry in of itself, you're constantly looking for external validation. Mm-hmm. And it's about how can I self-source that? because if I am continually looking external to myself, I, I won't achieve the things I want to achieve. So that was a lot of the work that she had to do. Um, my second oldest is a senior in high school. He's about he just committed to go play division one lacrosse, not the same thing, but very similar. It's, it has to be, there are so many moments of not feeling good enough because you're in the position from a social perspective of hearing all these comments back. And it's, that self-work and self-talk is so important to be able to recognize, even if somebody else is saying something, it doesn't mean that it's true.
0: Right, so. where does your, um, your daughter dance? Who does she dance
1: with? She currently is with Syracuse City Ballet.
0: Oh, that's so great. I love ballet <laughs> <laughs> and they're athletes too they are
1: 100 percent. they
0: are athletes yeah you know it's i think in any industry that you go in you have to do that internal work to be successful is to find the space inside yourself and i'm always working on that like how to love Mm -hmm. myself more how to Mm -hmm. feel worthy how to feel like i'm enough how to feel like my presence matters and i think a lot of people are like well i don't matter so if i'm here i'm not here makes no difference. And and that's so not true because everyone has yeah. a purpose, but it's hard to tell people that or tell someone that if they don't feel it themselves.
1: Absolutely. It has to be an inside out job. And I even say that when people reach out for coaching is, first of all, they have to be willing, willing to do the work. right? But then also it's recognizing that I can't do it for them Like this has to be something that they're choosing for themselves and are open to exploring it. Because if, if they're looking to me to give that to them, we're still in that same boat where it's not Mm -hmm. from an intrinsic place. It's still coming from that external place. And the whole purpose and point is from the inside out.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where you have to like, like, you have to want to be that person that's not in that space of not feeling enough. Like you have to want mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. free of that story more mm-hmm. than you want to get be stuck in it. Yes. And yes. walking that path to feeling free of that story is a painful one. It's surprisingly painful for everything that you get on the other side, but it's totally worth it. But Absolutely. it's definitely-
1: It's not yeah, easy. It's not easy.
0: Which is why most people don't do it, honestly. Yep. And I don't, I'm not even judging them, I get it. I'm like, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's icky. It's icky. And sometimes it's just, you know, it's, it's for some, it's just, I don't wanna, I, I, low, I don't really want to use the word easier, but sometimes it, it is. It's just like, well, this is the known quantity. So let me just stay with this rather than go through the ick. Yeah. But to your point, on the other side of the ick is so much more.
0: Right, right. I mean, I think it just makes your life simpler when you don't have to think about those bigger, deeper pictures. Mm -hmm. and if your life isn't requiring it of you I think people that are helping people you kind of have to go through the ick because you can't help other people if you're if you haven't walked the path on a certain level right so I think as a healer you kind of make that decision to -hmm. walk that walk because you want to help other people right so I think Mm -hmm. people in our positions or people that want to help people really make that commitment Mm -hmm. more so than somebody that's like Doing a more, um, less of a pulling people out of their muck type of job. Sure, right. sure, very true. Um, but at the same time, it's one of these feelings that everyone has. So it's not like we have it more than they do. Everyone has it on mm-hmm. a certain level. I mean, mm-hmm. and there's so many examples of it. I think everyone that's listening can think of a situation in their lives or their friends' lives that is is calling to these emotions. And what's interesting, we all have lifted our friends up we've all had friends that are like no you're this you're this or that and but then we tell our story we tell ourselves a complete opposite
1: yes yes (laughs) so it
0: is it is one of the most emotional i think um one of the more painful um emotions that we have as in our own individual mind and with the stories that we tell ourselves and how to break those um, mental patterns
1: Mhm. And that's where self-compassion really comes into play, right? We look to your point, we're so capable of being compassionate to others, so it's offering ourselves that same kindness.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I often tell people you should talk to yourself the way you talk to your best friend because exactly. no you would never say the things that you say to yourself to your friend. You just want Absolutely.
1: Right, right. You, you would never ever be
0: caught saying some of this stuff <laughs> no because it would be it wouldn't be nice so you wouldn't yeah. say that to anybody I mean unless you're you know a narcissist or somebody that does to co- likes to cause pain on to others but if you're someone that does, that is genuinely wanting to do good things in the world mm-hmm. why would you tell yourself such a nasty story and I'm guilty of it too like sometimes I'll catch myself I'll be like wow like why did I I would never say that to anybody why am I even thinking that but it's like these grooves are so um Grooved in, they're so they're mm-hmm. like. Sometimes it feels like they're out of you know their past lives are like so ingrained in our psyche, so mm-hmm. it de- definitely takes a a lot of work to unbreak those chains. But it's definitely doable.
1: It's doable, and it's also recognizing that sometimes we might fall back into an old pattern, and right. that's that moment of just recognizing um, we don't have to judge ourselves for it. It's mm-hmm. about getting back to the new center in a shorter amount of time.
0: Yeah, totally. I feel like it's kind of similar. I kind of use the analogy of like an onion where it's like a spiral, where you're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I I did this work. And all of a sudden, a few years later, you hit that spot again, but it's at a different, different level level (laughs) of the same pain. And then you're looking at yourself, but I thought I dealt with that already. (laughs) Here it is again and i i remember that just happened to me recently and i was like what i I dealt with this in like 2005 like why is this coming back up again like and it was just like a different perspective a deeper understanding i'm a different person and i could look at it from a totally different angle and get an even a broader perspective a deeper perspective and i was grateful for it but it was definitely like heart-wrenching because the judgment came in it was like i, mm-hmm. I thought i dealt with this like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i'm also um a capricorn high achiever and i'm like check the list this is check that's done <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and then it comes back i'm like but i checked it off the list <laughs> why <laughs> am I doing this again why is this <laughs> happening again <laughs> Um, literally checking things off a list is like one of my favorite things to do in life um, oh
1: I do- I'm a Gemini and I feel the same way so. I'm a Gemini
0: rising <laughs> it is literally like and I still write things down because I literally enjoy that moment of being like yep.
1: done I am right there with you
0: <laughs> so the same with like my internal mind it's like when I check it off the list it's like it's done and it's Mm -hmm. and it's not really done i think i had to come to that self-compassion and that okay corinne doesn't Mm -hmm. have to you know it's okay you could Mm -hmm. it's there's there's layers yes there's layers and you're not moving backwards if you're hitting a new layer and i think that's something i had to come to terms with this year where it's like oh Mm -hmm. revisiting stuff that i thought i dealt with but it's a different perspective and the healing journey to self-love and self-compassion and all of this is a like you said earlier, a lifelong commitment. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really stop at any moment. It just gets deeper and richer and um, it just gets broader. It just grows. And it's Mm -hmm. like an an infinite amount of growth. It doesn't stop. And so that's a really nice perspective to keep in mind when you hit these spots over and over again. And you're like, but, but, but it's like, it's okay.
1: It's all right. I'm still on the journey i'm learning more (laughs) right
0: right and i think the self-worth one and the perfectionism one that one is that one's uh Mm -hmm. you know i had to there's a quote i love passion over perfection that became my mantra for a long Mm -hmm. time because i was like because perfectionism can really keep you stuck absolutely definitely
1: definitely i mean in so many levels right because it's it's either i'm not good enough or it's the um so we 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 might even be afraid to start right. so a lot of the a lot of the procrastination i end up talking to my clients about is really just a fear of failure because they want it to be perfect so then they just don't start it at all right so it keeps us stuck on so many different levels um and yet we can use it to our benefit right so you can then say okay how can this actually what pieces of this can i utilize as a strength versus as the weakness. Mm -hmm. And so you get to choose, you get to choose how much of it you're going to lean into. And just recognizing that when we lean too far into it, that's when we get stuck.
0: I love that. And that's true. Because if you are someone that strives for perfection, that means you work hard to make things great. Like Mm -hmm. You don't put weak stuff or bad stuff out in the world, you want it to be the best of who you are. And I think for me, that's kind of what I find to be my perfection. I'm like, okay, this is the best that I could do in this moment and that's Mm -hmm. good enough for now. Yes. It's not gonna be top level X, Y, and Z, but it's the best for right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of where I land because when I, when I so I wanted to do a podcast for like 10 years and I literally was like, but I need a production. I need this, I need that, I need that. And And then eventually I was like, you know what? (laughs) I'm just gonna get a mic and just call it a day <laughs> and just do it and just and do it just do it and just yes. do it just use yes. that whole nike um logo yeah. just do it yep. yep yep and it's been and it's never perfect you know and it's you know perfect in my mind is like per, you know it's like production team like you know these top levels and i'm like they have a team and you know so i have to kind of talk myself into like this is where i'm at and it's okay and I feel like a lot of people need, um, I encourage a lot of people to have those moments of self-talk because if you don't, Mm -hmm. it's like nothing, nothing ever moves forward when you have that level of like, it has to be perfect. Yes.
1: So, so, so true.
0: It's an, it's a very intense way of living your your life and it's anxiety provoking.
1: Oh, definitely. It's, it's where a lot of anxiety comes from, right? Is that I, I don't know that what I'm doing is good enough. I don't know that it's going to be, um received well all of the stories that we tell ourselves and at the end of the day it's to what you said it's this is good enough for me for today and i'm okay with that
0: yeah but that took work man It (laughs) It it took a lot of work to just be like okay it's okay it's okay it doesn't have to be perfect um so when you work with high achievers, are you working with people that are like business owners, CEOs, everyone in between, corporate people? Yeah, all
1: of that. So it, it, it's everyone from, um, I call them work work at home moms, not stay at home moms. So everyone from work at home moms all the way to corporate CEOs, managers, supervisors, all of that, because you can be a high achiever no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. So that perfectionism, that high achiever, that um you know codependency shows up in that sometimes so it's it's all that gamut um it's not one specific sect of people
0: yeah so um i like that work at home moms because they're not staying at home chilling no, they're not <laughs> I, fr- I forgot what i was reading i was reading a book and they were saying that like um women that work at home with their kids and it's like 80 hours of work. They were like quantifying the amount of money. It's like literally a six figure salary, just oh, for sure. staying at like being at home, taking care of the kids, managing the household, all these things. Like if you had mm-hmm. to pay each person, if you broke all those jobs down and had to pay mm-hmm. each person. Yeah. It's uh, it's a lot.
1: It's funny. I actually challenge a lot of the moms that I work with to go ahead and write a resume because a lot of them discount the things that they, they do. And it's put your experience down on a resume. Mm -hmm. You'll be, you will actually surprise yourself at how much you do. Right. And what, you know, you know, just dealing with schedules, Mm -hmm. time management. I mean, it is project management
0: 101. Oh, it is like (laughs) the queen of project management. (laughs) Absolutely. Operation managing. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Communications manager. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think the most important thing about um, moms in general Um, is that they are pretty much the heart of the home. So Mm -hmm. all the emotion, I mean, men do this too. They do. However, however, most kids call for their moms, like Mm -hmm. when they have that, the boo-boos and the Mm -hmm. that all that emotional um, support and weight is usually on the mom. And I know for me, like if I was sick, I mean, sometimes I'm just like, if I was sick or anything, it would be, I'd go to my mom, Mm -hmm. right? It's just... And so I feel like that's such an important part of being a woman is being able to hold space in that way. Even if you Mm -hmm. don't have kids, it's like for Mm -hmm. your partners, for your clients, Mm -hmm. for whoever you're around, like women in so many ways are like the emotional center. Mm -hmm. And that's not really quantifiable. it's it's like a priceless. Absolutely. um, Absolutely. And it's an emotionally taxing space. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. where a lot of like, I know my clients get bogged down with because okay. they don't feel like they have emotional space for themselves
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? exactly exactly
0: and yeah. that's one of the places where i'm like you know it's hard to give people water when your pitcher's empty
1: absolutely yeah and it this is, is you, you can't you can't. can't
0: there's nothing to give there's nothing you to can't. give and that's mm-hmm. for everybody every human being mm-hmm. on the planet like mm-hmm. you can't offer something that you just don't have
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then
0: I know for me, giving when I feel like I don't have feels like a chore, then it's mm-hmm. like I have to,
1: mm-hmm. you know, then mm-hmm.
0: it's like if it's like, okay, here, like, everything just becomes like, okay, fine. Like, yes. And it yeah. doesn't feel good for it's me It's at that point. It's drudgery. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't feel good for me. And it certainly doesn't feel good for the other person that's receiving it. Cause they're mm-hmm. they're feeling like they just taken your last breath and they're like okay like oh thank you I guess like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like right? is it okay to accept this <laughs> like oh do you, you sure you don't want it back like and I and i you you've experienced that when somebody gives to you in that way where you feel like sure. oh God like oh, okay like mm-hmm. it never feels good for either party and mm-hmm. um and then it goes into that resentment it just Mm -hmm. goes down this negative path. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, I know for me, I having experienced that from other people, like I didn't want to do that to others. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't want people to feel that me giving to them is a burden to me. Cause then they feel guilty. Then I feel weird. Then the whole thing just feels weird and awkward. And then I'm like, and then, ugh, it's just like, I just, I got to a point in my life where I was like, I just don't want to feel that anymore right so because it's not comfortable it's not comfortable it's so not comfortable and i think that was one of my catalysts i feel like everyone needs to have a catalyst that was one Mm -hmm. of my catalysts to be like okay i have to work on my self-love because Mm -hmm. i don't want people to feel like (laughs) i'm giving them my last coin (laughs) (laughs) right like um (laughs) yeah and that was my one of my breaking points and um And I don't want anyone to feel that way. I want people Mm -hmm. to feel like, oh my God, here. Yes. I have have so much that- Abundance, right? Abundance, abundance, right. I have so much that I can give you whatever you need and I have enough for myself and I have so much Mm -hmm. that I can, it could spill over in so many, so many ways. And that's what you're doing with your clients.
1: That's the intention. (laughs)
0: It takes a I, while. Say that,
1: I say that with, with true genu- genuineness though, it's, you know, we're all human, right? So there will be days when maybe I'm not feeling it. And I've always said to my clients, I'm going to be an open book and transparent. And if for some reason I can't show up in that way, I'm going to hold myself accountable. Hasn't happened, but I hold myself to that standard of, um, you know, I can't give to you if I'm not fully, if I'm not fully present for myself meaning, and it's again, not from a selfish perspective, it's a selfful perspective. As I take care of my stuff, I then can show up in this complete place to hold space for my clients.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into the infinite love questions. Okay. So the first one is, how do you express love in your work?
1: So I express love in my work, I think just how I show up to what I just said, my Empathetic nature is how I express love, but also just really, truly showing up as honest and genuine as I can be is how I will show and express love through my work and to and for my clients. Mm
0: -hmm. Nice. And I think what I feel from you now, even is like having that presence, I think with love being present for somebody and just allowing the person to just be because a lot of what we're talking about is seeing somebody in a really vulnerable way so being able Mm -hmm. to sit and allow someone to express themselves is huge
1: and knowing that it'll be completely um free of judgment Mm -hmm. right it's just it's safe it's a safe space because a lot of us just need that safe space
0: yeah absolutely where has forgiveness brought more love into your life
1: Hmm. So I will say this in two ways. One, learning to forgive those who um, I felt wronged me, um, opened up the ability to move through something. There was this recognition that it was keeping me anchored um, to something of the past. And it it was actually keeping me from moving forward. The second part of this answer is self-forgiveness. So to this point of self-love, self-forgiveness is also really important in the sense of recognizing that we are going to err, and we're going to have missteps because we're human. And the more we keep ruminating and telling ourselves that we are bad or that we can't, we can't forgive ourselves. We ju- again, we stay anchored to the thing and that's when we stay in victimhood. Mm-hmm. And so self-forgiveness and forgiveness in general is the, is the means to move from that things are happening to me to recognition of they're happening for me and I can grow through this process.
0: Yeah. 100%. What is the most compassionate act someone has done for you?
1: I, you know, I really struggle with that one because I think that people are I've had many experiences of compassion and and really um grateful for all the people who have uh been part of my world and through my through different experiences. I um to so when I was thinking about this question, the thing that kept popping up into my head is I just remember being pregnant with my fourth child and having a moment of breakdown. Cause there was this lots of mom guilt that just popped up right when I was getting ready to give birth. And I just remember my doctor letting me just have my feelings. And that honestly was a very compassionate moment that had a huge effect on me. Cause it was like, you're allowed to have your emotions just let them happen. We don't have to be afraid of them. We don't have to judge them. We don't even have to fix them. They're just there. And that was a truly compassionate moment that I continue to, it'll pop into my head at random moments. So I would say that that would be my answer for that one.
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Cause, and oftentimes I feel like a lot of people have the opposite experience in doctor's offices.
1: Mm-hmm. so
0: it's nice to hear the a story of positivity around having your emotions with a compassionate doctor it's mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: all right so my next question is what do you love most about your life
1: mm. there is so much that i love about my life i would say that i really i i, I love my family um i love just the The people, and I'm not just talking about my kids and my spouse, but just I'm really, really grateful for the family that I grew up in, and just having that, having that ability to be part of this family unit has been the thing that I think I love the most.
0: Yeah. (laughs) How do you feel you receive love?
1: Mm, Um. So this, this question can be answered through like the whole love languages. And it can also be, do I accept it? (laughs) I will say I accept love a lot more easily now. I think when I didn't have the self-love, I would push it away because it was almost like scary. Now I receive it with much uh, greater ability in terms of the love languages. um, I receive love through um, acts of service. I just, somebody takes out the garbage
0: and I'm like, oh,
1: they love me. (laughs) they do the dishes I'm like oh they totally love me
0: <laughs> I'm the same yeah acts of service are just like everything I'm just like oh thank you and I think what's beautiful about active service is like when it's something really unexpected or it's something that you needed to get done that was done for you that it's just like oh
1: oh thank you yes and you feel you do you feel it you're like oh my gosh I feel loved yeah. loved and
0: seen right right yeah. and and also I think it's very thoughtful know when Mm -hmm. spouses do things Mm -hmm. like that or partners or you know whoever you're with or friends it's very Mm -hmm. like oh thank you it's very sweet Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the next question is where has love created a miracle in your life
1: so i go back to this whole concept of what we've been talking about today i think that the concept of self-love has been the miracle for me right because through that process i have created uh, a career that I absolutely love and feel that I'm making an impact and paying it forward. Um, I feel that through this self-love I have been able to show up much more completely or from a complete place for my children and for, uh, my, my partner. Um, and so I think that that overall is how it has truly transformed my world.
0: Nice. Awesome. So how can people connect with you, find you, Tell us the details.
1: All the details. Uh, I'm on the, I have my website, which is comedywood.com and then Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest are all with the handle. It's authentic
0: me. Nice. And so that's your company's name.
1: Well, my company technically is live joy, your way. Uh, the authentic me came out of my sort of coaching program, if you will. Um, it's the rise up program, um, to get to that authentic self. Cause I really do feel like we, we put on masks, right. And so it's all about how can I just be authentically myself and know that that's enough. Mm
0: -hmm. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I love your energy and I love the work that you're doing in the world. So I so appreciate your time uh, that you shared with me today. Thank you so much. Cool. I'm sending you lots of love. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.